Hi everyone, and welcome back to Game Bros. Today's episode is number 34. We are extremely excited because today we are not, we do not have one topic. We actually have two, and those are amazing, and we are back to video games. How are you doing today, bro? Okay, bro. I'm doing great. <laughs> and I mean, first, so I, I'd like to start this episode by saying how happy I am to be back to our, you know, origin, because, you know, it's been a while. I love this new style of our show. Mm -hmm. I really, really do. Yes. But bro, I'm super excited about today's episode. It's just so great to be talking about video game again. <laughs> it's been a while. I agree. It's been a while. We are both gamers. We love that. It's just that like these days we cannot play a lot anymore. So like we don't have the time mm -hmm. to play a lot anymore. So that's why we switched to this new version and new, uh, yeah, this new format of the podcast. But today we actually have a bunch of topics on video games, right, bro? <laughs> that is true, bro. I mean, I, I mean, we we basically selected two mm -hmm. uh, topics that we would <laughs> like to talk about very much. Mm -hmm. But, bro, it's our uh, tradition to basically, you know, use a few minutes at yeah. the beginning to just say what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what's going on, bro? Oh my God, bro! <laughs> so I have to keep one big news for the main topic of the episode oh my god okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i bought an xbox series x <laughs> ah, okay that that's extraordinary and it's definitely gonna be the first topic yeah. so um bro i have so many questions for you about that like so many but first bro first do you have any big news on your side <laughs> Oh, bro, let me think. I don't think I have big news, but what I can tell you and our listeners, of course, because, you know, I was thinking it's really good to just, you know, um, discuss very briefly uh -huh. this, you know, first few minutes of our episodes about things that, you know, happened that, you know, for sure made us either start playing a game again <laughs> that, you know, have been kept in a drawer for a long time or a TV show that excites you. So, bro, I basically have two things to say. Okay. The first thing is, um, Kane and I uh, basically got uh, Disney Plus again. Because <gasps> we're like, we miss Marvel movies, yes. so why not? Mm -hmm. And, bro, we watched every single X-Men movie there is. <laughs> and, bro, that made me so happy. Okay. Kane loves X-Men. Yes. You know, she, she's very fond of the whole Marvel universe, but X-Men has always been a thing for her. Uh-huh. And, and that made me go back to my um, Marvel Alliance game again, you know, from Nintendo Switch. Okay, okay. Um, so that, that has been fun. I've been playing that game a lot again. Okay. Um, it's awesome. So, you know, it, it's really exciting to, you know, watch a bunch of movies and say, you know what, I'm going to play as Wolverine right now. So it, it's a pretty cool thing. That's, that's and bro, amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, and a second thing, completely outside of the first subject, uh -huh. um, Kane and I just watched the most amazing TV show on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And if you or our listeners, you know, ever watch, I really want to know your opinion. It could be a topic for another episode because it's so interesting okay. for those who are open-minded enough. Okay. I don't know if you heard about Tyler Henry's uh, TV show on Netflix. Nope. 
this Hollywood medium guy? Nope, no, no. Nope. Okay, bro. So if you and Pauline mm-hmm. are up to that kind of topic, okay. he's basically a medium. So he talks to people who have passed. Okay. The TV show is extraordinary. Okay. He's amazing. <laughs> and I would love to chat about that if you have the time to watch the TV show. And that's it, bro. So it's been a very philosophical opening <laughs> from my side. But but there it is. <laughs> can, I, can I say a few words? Because we've been be- binge watching one show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm proud. I don't know. Because... <clears throat> I'm usually not a big uh, motorsport fan, uh, and I don't like Formula One more than like anything else. You know, it's just like for me, it was not a big thing before. But I've been mm. binge watching Drive to Survive uh, on Netflix, bro. Drive to Survive. Br- Never heard of. Bro, bro, don't start. Please don't start because if you're not if you're not a Formula One uh, fan, just like I was mm-hmm. before binge watching that show, bro. Today was a racing day, and I okay. had to watch not the Formula One Grand Prix, but like I had to watch the results of it because that fucking TV show got me excited mm. about Formula One. And no way. it doesn't make sense because I was not into that thing before. Like for me, like people driving a car to win makes no sense. You know, I like sports, but I like actual sports. But now <laughs> I'm excited about Formula One. Bro. Bro, I'm so happy that you and I are both exploring new horizons, <laughs> even though one of us is, you know, exploring really sp- cars and another one is talking about mediums <laughs> uh, but bro that, that's funny I mean uh, it's good to know bro uh, it, what matters is that you're having fun with your TV show having, I binge watch four fucking seasons bro like in a month okay, or two that's a lot <laughs> it's insane it's insane okay that's so awesome. another thing and I know that you will be super excited about the second thing that we are watching these days on HBO Max The Lord of the Rings in 4K. They have the Lord of the Rings in 4K. We watched the Fellowship of the Ring extended version because it has to be. Like the editor cut version doesn't exist in my mind. It's only no. extended. It has to be extended. Has never been published. Never exactly. been published. I was in a <laughs> cinema one day watching this one. Doesn't exist anymore. No. Bro, we just finished the Two Towers yesterday. Oh my god. In 4K, it's unbelievable. But one thing that we'll have to buy at some point, and that could be another episode, in my opinion, we need a sound bar. We need a proper sound mm. system in the living room because these days we have the two home pods. But guess what? We are using our head AirPods Max, you know, the brand new headphones from Apple. I bought one from yeah. for Pauline. I bought one from my for myself. Bro, this is amazing. It's like being in a theater, enjoying like the thing at max power. And the good thing is that Pauline can adjust the volume for her. I can like go full like volume, whatever, max volume for myself, just to enjoy like orcs being destroyed. And 
Oh my god, bro. It's amazing. I mean, my heart is beating a little bit faster right now. <laughs> and uh, although I feel really happy for you too, I also feel a little bit betrayed because <laughs> watching Lord of the Rings together was our thing. That was. But bro, I was there with you in heart. Yes, you were. <laughs> you were. <laughs> oh, bro, that sounds amazing. Oh my god. I'm going to text Pauline afterwards. And you, have to. you have to. Very jealous and very happy about that. So that was the intro, guys. But now let's get into our first subject of the day. So many questions, guys. I have so many questions. Okay, I will start by saying that probably the very first conversation I had with Guillaume yes. back in San Diego when he joined the lab was about video games, was about consoles. And I remember we were, I was probably trashing Xbox back in the day. And, and he was like, okay, I just found my American bro because I agree with you 100%. And that's how we started bonding. And now, ladies and gentlemen, yes. my brother is telling me that he got an Xbox. Yes. And I can tell from his face and his wonderful smile that he's very happy about it. So I have so many questions for you, bro. <laughs> and okay, let me introduce the Xbox Series X and my uh, unboxing <laughs> experience, right? Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to answer all of your questions, bro, because I think awesome. that we should, and that's what is interesting with our podcast too. We were two super excited PlayStation fans. And I decided mm -hmm. to go with the Xbox Series X pretty early in our discussions. I told you that I wanted to try something else. And that's basically what right. I did. I was, I'm super excited about the PS5 as well. It's just that I don't have a lot of time. And for me, I wanted to try something new. So unboxing. Uh, it arrived in the very nice like cardboard box. Okay, I almost destroyed my new Series X because I didn't know how to unbox it. It was not super <laughs> intuitive. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I, I know. already love this episode. And, and Pauline was watching me and she was like, I'm so glad I'm not like videotaping you right now because it's a oh, shame. I wish it was. Bro. No, I, like it almost fell on the floor and I was like, okay. Oh my god. Yeah, whatever. Bro. <laughs> first, uh, first impression. It's uh, it's whatever. It's a square console. Not very exciting at first, you know. Just watch it. It's okay. It, it's it blends very nicely in a living room, and you know that we okay. discussed minimalism before. I think that this this uh, console blends in very nicely. That's my opinion. Now, and Bro, that what do you think about the the size of the console? Is it is it did it no. look? big to you no no it's uh okay. i would say it's decent it's like square All as right. i said so close to my home pod because uh my setup as it is in the in the living room as of today we have two home pods that are playing the role as a sound bar uh, and mm -hmm. we have now the xbox series x that is close to our left home pod that is not at the okay. very center of the of the um, whatever the tv cabinet whatever but it's taller for sure but mm -hmm. it's not too big you know you can tell that it's bigger than the home pod for sure but it's not too big it blends in nicely okay. in my opinion cool bro one thing i have to say and of course that's the big deal i 
have a controller now that is different from a dual sense. Okay, that's that's a big. I have like probably five questions oh. about the controller itself. And bro, the, yes. the console comes with one or two controllers. One. Just one. One. Just okay. one. Okay. Bro, I was lost at first. And you know that I have a, an Xbox controller for my gaming PC, but this one mm -hmm. that I got for my gaming PC is from Razer. It's slightly more heavy, I would say. It's more for pros uh, somehow. So okay. like it's heavier, more controls, like back uh, triggers, like very different, very different style. Mm -hmm. But I was kind of used to this new form factor. What is interesting, and let me just start by saying this, just this i started by uh basically starting the console uh, pairing it with my phone very futuristic now it's just a matter of like having your phone having it close to the console like just starting the whole thing super super exciting one thing awesome. that i did not realize bro because mm -hmm. i got the xbox all access meaning that i'm paying for my xbox as well as Game Pass every month for 24 months. Ah, cool. 35 bucks a month. I thought it was a great deal. I don't have to think about paying in advance 500 bucks. I'm just paying 35 bucks a month for a video game. Sounds like a good deal to me. Bro, I don't have, as of today, a game with a CD, like a physical disc. And so I started my new console and that was kind of exciting, but before being able to use Game Pass in the cloud, I had to update my console mm -hmm. for quite some time. So I skipped this one. I was not able to play right away. I had to start downloading games, bro. And that's where this thing hurts. So I got it, I unboxed it probably around like 8.30 PM and I was not really able to play that day because mm -hmm. the new games are so huge, incredibly huge, that I was not even able to play. So it was kind of a oh. mixed feeling thing. You know, you, you got this brand new console, but you cannot play at the same time. So what I did, because I'm a smart guy, went back to my PC and played for a while uh, Xbox games in the cloud very clever yes with my uh razor uh controller and that was great i loved it bro the next day i was able to have forza 5 so the driving simulator whatever from xbox that everyone loves and that right. ign gave 10 out of 10 masterpiece oh i didn't know that all right with my brand new controller. Let me start by mm -hmm. saying one thing. I st stopped noticing about it, this controller being different from the PlayStation one probably after 10 minutes. Wow, that's fast. Insane. That's a really fast adaptation. Insane. And let me just say that it's very comfortable. And so what I did the next day just to try it, I went back to my PS4 to play some Assassin's Creed Odyssey just to see. And now you will start roasting me. I think that having mm. two joysticks close to each other is a bad design. <laughs> I think that Xbox made the right choice. Oh my. Okay. You're one of them now. I lost you. 
Ask me questions, bro. Please ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I had after getting my feelings hurt <laughs> once more. <laughs> okay, bro. Everything sounds amazing. I mean, the first thing I was going to ask, and the reason why I asked about the, um, how how big the console mm -hmm. uh, felt mm -hmm. at first, is because I'm still amazed by how large the PS5. Yes. Console is. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It's I don't huge. know if you've seen one. Yes. But it's really big. Mm -hmm. um, there are many great features about that. For example, uh, it's very quiet, which is very different from the PS4, which used to be really loud and would hit up like a cooktop. Uh, that's definitely not happening with uh -huh. the PS5. Mm -hmm. But I, I saw that the side effect to that was the size. It's yes. really large mm -hmm. and it's very heavy so it's nice to know that you know uh, Microsoft managed to come up with mm -hmm. a design that is not as big probably so that's pretty cool mm -hmm. uh, bro I let me see the I mean about the frustration not being able mm -hmm. to play the console right away I think we all share the same frustration yeah. I the, the the thing with the PS5 was like in, in between, you know, updating the whole thing so I'd be able to play. Yeah. Uh, plus downloading all the games I already virtually owned mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. It probably took me almost like a full day. Yeah. You know, Insane. so so it's a lot of like anxiety that you're building mm -hmm. and expectation when it arrives. But I guess it's like. It's about the next gen, you know, mm -hmm. there's so much information to be downloaded all the time that by the time you buy it, it's already outdated. Yeah. Unless you, of course, do a system update. And, and so, bro, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, but, bro, okay, so <laughs> first question that I have. Yes. Um, you already own a pretty awesome gaming PC mm -hmm. that you also use for many other things. Yes. Um, and, and you can play uh, the Xbox games through your gaming PC. Mm -hmm. But now you actually own a console. And I remember you and I discussing about what would be the advantage mm -hmm. or the advantages of, you know, owning a console. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I wanted to know from you if that expectation is actually fulfilled. Like, it's worth it to have a gaming PC and a console. Yes or no? <sighs> That's a good one. <clears throat> I think that <laughs> if you do not have the budget, I think that you should go for a console. Like okay. the priority should be the console. If you do have the budget, but want to pick only one, I would go for a gaming PC. Mm -hmm. uh, just for a simple reason, like big gaming PC, just like the one I have right now, you can plug those to a nice TV, just have a wireless controller, like, with Bluetooth and your PC and play as if you were playing on your Xbox, for instance. So you could do that, but that's very expensive. My gaming PC was $1,700 at the time. Right. Uh, these days, if you want to buy the same kind of config, it would be probably like 2.5K. So definitely more expensive. Um, right. In terms of teraflops, I think that my gaming PC that I have right now is actually very similar to the Xbox Series X. So it's probably a better mm -hmm. deal to buy a console if you can. Okay. And what is very interesting to answer your question is that <clears throat> 
Microsoft was smart enough to have a differentiation to differentiate between PC and console, meaning that I cannot play the same exact same set of games between the two. Some games are optimized for Series X and I cannot therefore play them on my PC. Uh, oh, yeah, that's new. Yeah, did know, did not know that, bro. What is interesting is that uh, the other way around works too. So for strategy games that deserve a keyboard and mouse, it, they are gonna be for PC like style only. So like PC only, and that's super interesting because to me right now I have probably the best, the most exciting setup a gamer could dream of, because I have. And let me cite several things. I have a PC. I have a Series mm -hmm. X. But bro, and I, we have to discuss this because you, you know that I was excited about it. I'm playing on my iPhone these days. I'm playing fucking Game Pass on my iPhone with my Xbox controller. And oh. you cannot know like how excited I am like about this. The, the fact that these days, in 2022, I'm playing Xbox Series X games on my iPhone with a very, very decent lag. And by decent lag, I mean I don't notice most of the time. I would probably notice if I was playing a first-person shooter because you really need mm -hmm. that uh, very high FPS and like very, very low input lag. But that's not the case for the games I'm playing. And <clears throat> I would say this, I think that it's, it was a smart move by Nintendo not to have their games on other consoles. Otherwise, the Switch would be dead with this kind of setup. Because no way. cloud gaming, in my opinion, is the future. And before, you remember me roasting Stadia? I think, <laughs> I <do. laughs> I think that Xbox... <laughs> is nailing what cloud gaming should be. I'm not saying that they are there yet, but I'm saying that it's so incredible to have one app on your smartphone, to be able to download games in advance on your Series X, to be able to play in the evening, because you do that at 8 a.m., you're at work and you're like, hey, tonight I want to play this, let me download the game on my Series X. You can do the same on your PC, by the way. And if I have 30 minutes during that day and I have a controller in my backpack, I can play on my phone too. Isn't it incredible? Isn't it Bro, incredible? It totally is. Wow. It totally is. And it's something that you have been begging for yeah. for quite some time mm -hmm. now. You know, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm really happy to hear that this is actually happening. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, that the platform can actually deliver you yes. that experience. I, I've seen um, how many times you took advantage out of Nintendo Switch console mm -hmm. just because it's portable. Yeah. Just because you can sure. use it and play it anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and now it's like the whole system is like that for you. So that's pretty awesome, bro. Yeah. It, um, it's adding... And I'm assuming that... Go ahead. Um, no, I was going to ask... Like, I'm basically assuming that whatever you play through your phone gets saved within the cloud. So if you start again using your console, it's like you always play in your console. 
You continue from where you left off, that, am I right? Yes, it's, bro, it's magical. It's insane That's because awesome. what I like too is that, okay, sometimes I'm, I'm playing on my phone and Pauline is watching something, you know, like when the kids are napping, she's watching something on the TV. And I know at this mm -hmm. time that I cannot play on my TV. But what I can also do is to do the same with my gaming PC, with my nice 20, like 32 inches monitor. I think it's a 32. And bro, I'm playing with a nice controller that is Xbox. Like that's an Xbox controller. Let me show it to you right now. And people, if you want to watch our show live, because we are on Discord every other <laughs> week, feel free to do so. And you can watch, in this case, my very nice controller. Let, let me just grab it. Okay. Like, I have to see this, bro. So that's the Razer one that I have. Mm -hmm. Very professional, very nice, very dense. That's Looks what I like. Very sturdy. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's mm -hmm. insane. Okay, I love it better than like my actual Xbox controller. That's for another day. <laughs> and I can actually plug this one onto my Xbox. Uh, oh, yeah. I was actually going to ask you that question. So yeah. there you go. Um, so if you have a friend mm -hmm. coming over and you want to play, yeah. you know, two people you can just use your razor controller for that yeah one thing i wanted awesome. to say bro and that's what i was also trying to experiment on with that setup is that i'm not playing the same games on my pc that i'm playing on my xbox that i'm playing on my phone and that's also mm -hmm. super interesting to me so for instance turn by, by turn games that do not require a nice lag or if I have an input lag, it's not going to dramatically change the game. I usually play those on my phone slash iPad with uh, my controller. Okay. When I'm talking about like the best of the best uh, regarding input lag, I'm trying to play on my Series X. So that could be sports games, um, Forza. Forza is amazing on a big TV 4K. Bro, oh my God, that game is I bet. amazing. And whenever I'm playing a strategy game, it's on my PC. So I have like three different setups. And what is super interesting too with that kind of like different setup thing is that I'm not, um, I, I'm never tired of one of those because if I'm tired of playing on my PC at my desk because it's also sometimes my workstation, I can go play in, in my living room. And bro, that's amazing. That's an amazing feeling, knowing that everything is saved in the cloud and that I can resume pretty much like five seconds after on my Series X. It's insane. It's insane, bro. Like, that's the future. That's the future of gaming. Bro, that's so cool. I mean, I'm really excited to see how happy you are mm -hmm. with, you know, your new console and the possibility that yeah. possibilities that it brings. Yeah. And bro, one of the questions, maybe the most important question that I have um, is, is about the actual games. Because the thing is, I always felt like you and I were more maybe connected to the, you know, Sony exclusive, exclusive games. Yes, exactly. And I mean, it's not like Microsoft doesn't have extraordinary mm -hmm. games because obviously it does. Mm -hmm. It's just that you and I have always had this deep connection with all these games, right? The, the Sony exclusives. Definitely. So, bro, do you feel like the library of games and whatever is coming next mm -hmm. is 
giving you the same level of excitement that Sony is giving to us right now in terms of new titles, new things that are coming. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a hard one because that I think that's probably <laughs> one of the only downside of Microsoft, but Microsoft recently bought Activision slash Blizzard. Last year, they bought Bethesda. <laughs> so, I mean, Microsoft, and I'm, it's just my opinion, but let me start by saying this. I think that Microsoft knows that they are first and that they want to be first. Uh, and mm -hmm. let me try to explain. By buying Activision for 80-something billion dollars, I think that only a few companies in the world can do that, and Sony definitely cannot do it. They cannot afford mm -hmm. buying with cash another amazing, grandiose studio like at Activision slash Blizzard. And what is amazing is that it took so much time for Microsoft to understand that exclusives were important. So what I think, mm. and that's just my, my feeling at this moment today, is that Microsoft is not trying to destroy Sony based on exclusivities. I think that Microsoft wants to show Sony that fans could potentially have the two worlds together. Let me try to explain. I think that Sony would like, if possible, to have Game Pass on PlayStation, if possible. And the mm. same would be able to apply for Sony. So if Sony wanted to make a cloud gaming thing and put it on Xbox, on Xbox I think that Xbox would be down for this kind of deal. Meaning, you have two cloud gaming services. The next war is not based on consoles. And that's what Xbox thinks, in my opinion. They think that it's gonna be with the titles that you will have on your cloud gaming services. So I think that ultimately, and it's not gonna be next year or in like two years, it could be more, it could be in five years, whatever. I think that at some point we'll have devices to play on our TVs or gaming PCs because PCs will never disappear, never. Mm -hmm. But I think that ultimately at some point we'll have apps on a device to be able to play the exclusives from Sony or Xbox with the same kind of input, meaning a controller, and every player will be excited. So I think, I, I think that right now, today, the titles are not as exciting on Xbox, to answer your questions. I'm still extremely mm -hmm. pumped about uh, Horizon 2. I wanted to buy it on my PS4, but at the same time, I know that my PS4 is struggling <laughs> these days. And the fan is like, I don't know, like spinning like a jet, like private jet. And like, it's compared to the Series X, bro. Yeah, like the Series X is so yeah. quiet. So I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that it's a shame that in 2022, we have to buy two different consoles to have the exclusivities from those two giants that uh, Sony and Xbox are. I'm not saying Microsoft because now Xbox is another company as part of Microsoft, but they are their right. own company because they bought Activision. So, bro, I'm excited for the future. I would say that as of today, the catalog is huge, but I'm not mm -hmm. playing like, I'm playing probably like just 1% of those games 
and I'm not interested okay. by the other 99%. But with I the see. 1% that I'm excited about, it's probably like 10 or 12 games. So it's not bad. It's not bad. Right. You know, it's still a lot, especially for someone like you. Yeah. Who is obviously very busy. I mean, 12 <laughs> games is more than a year worth of games. That's right. That's amazing. That's amazing. Bro, I mean, uh, everything that you said is, is pretty much what I had in mind. Because, for example, if these two big companies want to continue to, you know, sell consoles, mm -hmm. at some point, the consoles will have to deliver more. Yeah to justify their very existence because yeah. like you said everything is evolving to become an app yeah so they will either make a lot of money by you know releasing the most extraordinary controllers in the app and the games yes but i do feel like the future for gaming like for these companies to stay competitive is their titles because that's yes. going to be what they have yes. you know For sure. so this possibility of you know exchanging titles and being able to play mm -hmm. games from one another it sounds like a really long shot oh for me. sure yeah five plus especially years. when i think for example mm -hmm. exactly like if you think about horizon <laughs> and the way they use the hardware mm -hmm. To develop this game, uh, the Dual Sense is supposed to be used to the fullest yeah, for sure. in this game. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be actually the very first game that is going to use the Dual Sense to the fullest. I think that Gran and Turismo they, Seven is actually like taking the Dual Sense to the next level. I was like oh. uh, hearing a podcast, and like the guy was saying that he was just blown away by the dual sense because he had the feeling and that was exciting bro like i was just listening to that podcast and the guy was saying when i'm taking turns i feel like the dual sense is like kind of turning on me and it's incredible you know like he was saying i feel like i have the tires on the ride that are like doing all the hard work it's insane. So, and of course, I never tried Gran Turismo on a Dual Sense uh, and the brand new GT7. But the guy was mm -hmm. saying, like, yeah, of course, the Dual Sense is much, much better than the Xbox controller as of today. I, I think there is no discussion about this. But I think mm -hmm. that the path that Microsoft and Sony took is that Sony tried to take what was great about the PS4 and bring it to the next level, meaning. 4k amazing controller uh sleek design very futuristic and like very console centric approach while microsoft mm -hmm. was like okay let's design something that would work meaning a shoebox big fan like a lot of air like blown into like the whatever atmosphere and i think that what they are doing what they were doing during development of xbox is that we don't care about xbox we care about cloud, cloud gaming. And what is exciting, and that kind of uh, support, what I'm saying right now, is that these days the cloud gaming experience that we are getting with Xbox uh, X Cloud or whatever the new name is, I think it's Game Pass. I think it's just Game Pass. Mm -hmm. um, is based on the fact that they are putting 
Xbox Series X in racks for servers. And now the form factor takes like, it makes, makes sense, you know? If they are putting them in racks, they probably have the perfect format to put three in one rack and put like just a giant stack of all those three per level. And so, yeah, it's just a square console, but like if they want to put those in racks, <laughs> it does make sense. It makes perfect yeah. sense, exactly. So two different approaches. One is kind of like thinking that cloud gaming is for now, while Sony is more uh, conservative and being like cloud gaming, it's a long shot, we are working on it. But now what gamers want is an actual console with a great controller, exciting titles and not just like 3000 titles on a game pass that everyone loves but eh, you know whatever i think that and i respect both approaches but what i think would be the best for us gamers is to actually have the two big players sitting down and being like okay what if what if and i know it's a long shot and it will probably never happen what if Sony was putting exclusive games on Game Pass and getting the money out of those players playing on Game Pass? What if? Mm -hmm. Because in this case, mm -hmm. Sony wouldn't have to make this whole huge data center approach where like Xbox Series X are in racks and you know, like that's amazing, but that's what Microsoft do for a living, does for a living. So that's exciting. Exactly. And I think, yeah, I mean, right? Absolutely, bro. I mean, for, for Sony, that would be like instant market share. Yeah. Take pretty much every Xbox owner mm. and give them a game to buy, I'm, right? And so it, it's yeah. instant market share. I'm paying right away. So let's say that they are releasing PlayStation Network, whatever, as an add-on to Game Pass tomorrow to pay mm -hmm. 10 or 15 bucks a month to play PlayStation exclusives on Game Pass. Guess what? I'm paying. I, I'm not mm -hmm. even trying to think about it. I'm paying. And on top of that, mm -hmm. they do not have to make the the platform to run those games and everyone would be able to play Horizon on their phone. Bro, I think that being the two biggest players taking different paths, that's probably the moment where you sit down and be like, okay, what can we do? You know, what can we do? Mm -hmm. Because you have the cloud gaming approach we have the exclusives do you want the exclusives so that like your players pay for for them to play those exclusives of course that that wouldn't be good for the ps5 so i don't think it's gonna happen today or tomorrow but probably for the next console having those two mm -hmm. big ones sit down and be like dude do we want to make a ps6 or xbox series whatever <laughs> i mean like xbox names <laughs> are just so bad <laughs> so so bad oh bro no so exciting stuff i think that as of today playstation is still winning uh the console war ps5 is better mm -hmm. than series x but not for the good reason i think it's just that they had the exclusives in the past they are making spin-offs and everyone is getting excited about those. That was Spider-Man. Uh, it's going to be God of War. It is Horizon right. as of today. Um, mm -hmm. So 
I don't think it's for good reasons. I think that now Sony has to take the time to really think what's coming next, because next is tomorrow. Like, it's gonna happen very okay. fast. And I think that Sony is ready and has the money. And money makes mm -hmm. everything in video games. Right. Yeah, bro. I mean, it's really exciting. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Of course, in the middle of everything, we have Nintendo, and Nintendo <laughs> is just like this undying phoenix that, you know, comes out of the blue and takes us all. So, really exciting to see, they have the exclusives to see what's going to happen. Bro, they have the exclusives, exactly. and they have very strange form factors consoles that make us happy and excited. Yeah. So, I mean, Nintendo will never die. <laughs> I think <laughs> no no I mean Nintendo has a very special place yes. it's impossible like it's funny how it's like they don't compete with the other two oh they don't they are their own thing <laughs> you know it's incredible like I know I've heard so many people wondering or, or asking themselves if they should buy the new Xbox or the new PS5 but none of them <laughs> ever ask me like oh should i get a playstation 5 or a nintendo switch it's like oh i will definitely get a nintendo switch in yeah. one of these two consoles right so For sure. bro really excited to see what's coming next and, and can, can i just finish by saying that if i had to choose between course. those three i would pick the switch <laughs> that's stupid i know oh, yeah but, yeah I'm so I'm with you 100%. Like it's a no-brainer. And because like it gets everyone excited, even non-gamers. So like yeah. I'm playing in the living yeah. room, my toddlers will be excited. If I'm playing Forza mm -hmm. on my brand new Series X, my toddler will be like, "Oh, that's a car." Whatever, you know. <laughs> that's the thing. Exactly, bro. Oh. There, there's some sort of magic in there that it's hard to comprehend. You just accept it, bro. You're talking about magic, and <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited, bro. Let, let let me start by saying that I I cannot be more excited about the new the the other segment of today's episode, because just to introduce the topic, on Friday, my dear brother sent me a link in the morning for San Diego time, mm -hmm. and I was like, hmm looks like a very nice video let me save it for later during one of my break uh, that day i watched the trailer the trailer was gameplay of hogwarts legacy bro <laughs> bro bro bro, bro. <laughs> you have no idea how excited i am so please introduce that game because i'm about to i don't know just lose it you know oh <laughs> <laughs> okay, bro. I, I must say that the moment I saw that on my uh, YouTube feed, I was like, okay, I don't know what I do first. If I cry, if I jump out of emotion, but I was like, I know what's the first call is to send the link to my bro. <laughs> then I'm going to watch it. So, that, so that's what I did. And bro, I mean... Um, I can't even begin to tell you and our listeners how excited I am for this new game, bro. I mean, I, I've heard very many things about this game. Mm -hmm. You and I sort of spoke about the whole uh, Harry Potter universe in yeah. our podcast because, you know, it's impossible not to. Yeah. 
and, and we did briefly mention the game, which by the time was pretty much an idea. Just an idea. It was pretty much like a, a thing yep. that we knew was going to happen eventually. Yeah. Next and gen game we, somewhere exactly. in 2022. Okay. Exactly. That, that, that was about it, right? <laughs> we had very little details on that. And, and bro, now we have like a gameplay. And, and that changes everything. So, bro, I mean, so many things that we should talk about. <laughs> so many. Um, I, I think the first thing that I, I definitely want to highlight for those who have not heard about this game yet mm -hmm. is that Hogwarts Legacy is going to be very different from any other game, uh, you know, Harry Potter related. Yes. Just because uh, the, the storyline happens many decades, mm -hmm. actually a few centuries before yes. Harry Potter time, Yes. right? Yes. So we have the context, we have everything we love about the universe, but it's a brand new story. Yes. That per se is so exciting, bro. <sighs> bro. <laughs> okay, so what, what I think I love the most with that is exactly what I hate today from the Pokemon company trying mm. to build up on the same idea all over again with just creating new creatures and that look ugly and that will not work eventually and I love mm -hmm. Pokemon huge fan whatever today is not about Pokemon today is about Harry Potter what those what the studio did and that's so clever is to take something we love which is Hogwarts and we mm -hmm. played in Hogwarts in other games, you know, but with that game, it's actually an open world, kind of. I mean, that's what I got from the, the trailer slash gameplay. I think it's open world. We'll see. But still, like, Hogwarts seems like a gigantic Hogwarts, like the way it should be. Mm -hmm. You can explore it. You can enter the, the the room of requirements uh bro okay so <sighs> bro that's exciting that, that's <laughs> just exciting i'm kind that of over so i'm overwhelmed bro. because i was not expecting this we were excited about mm -hmm. the idea and i feel like they are kind of delivering i feel like this yeah. game is gonna be what i wanted it to be and so that's why mm -hmm. i'm kind of overwhelmed because i don't want to be too excited because let me start by saying one thing, and it's probably just my feeling. I felt like we had a lot of videos that were kind of gameplay, but that were uh, transition cutscenes, kind of. And so I do not know if the game will be as excited as the whole gameplay thing is showing. I hope mm -hmm. it will. But I feel like they were kind of doing a Nollywood thing, trying to put like cutscenes and like very futuristic, like kind of a crazy trailer that you really want to watch, you know? And so right. I'm extremely excited by the idea of not having one character that would be Harry Potter, but that would be right. someone or like that could be a girl, a boy that is like entering his or her fifth year at Hogwarts trying to catch up uh, with mm -hmm. with the, the lessons because they are entering the magical world. And bro, what I like the most, and please let me know what you like the most too. What I like the most is that it's the idea of having Hogwarts with different professors 
uh, with you kind of making your own story out of Hogwarts. And I just love it. I just love it. I'm super excited. Bro, I mean, <laughs> uh, so many things that this uh, gameplay delivered that mm-hmm. I was only hoping for yeah. up to now, up to the moment when I played the video. And now I see that they they will probably do precisely what we wanted, mm-hmm. which is pretty much what you just said. It's like Hogwarts is there, but the story isn't. You are going to make that happen. And the the idea that I had from the gameplay was that it it's going to be a semi-open world, just okay. like God of War okay. 4 okay. is, you know? So there are a few things that you can do and explore, mm-hmm. but it's not like The Witcher 3 or Assassin's Creed. Okay. I think there's going to be a, a, a flow that needs to be followed, I plus see. a few side quests. I see. That's my impression, okay. at least. Um, I love the fact that you can choose your character for sure like gender wise yes. how it's gonna look like top to bottom <laughs> i love that idea i simply love that because it, yeah. it really makes me feel like whenever i start to play this game mm-hmm. i will not be playing for example a Geralt of rivia or a harry potter or whatever i'm going to be it's going to be me in hogwarts i, I think that's what they intend to do okay. with this game and um they started talking about you know like one of the very first things they talk about is you know the sorting hat yes oh and the fact that you can go to either one of the four uh houses and i mean that right there <laughs> i lost it i had to pause and i was like i'll just sing to Kenny. look <laughs> they will probably give you like a quiz and depending on your answers, you're gonna be sorted to one house. And I was like, I have to be in Ravenclaw. I, I mean, that, that's like my goal, like my very first goal in the game. So bro, and that's like only the beginning. Apparently you can basically write down the whole story, yeah. including what you're gonna be really good at yes. as a wizard. Bro, let me ask you one question. So first, I would love to be in Gryffindor, and if I cannot, I would like to be in Slytherin just to, cool. I don't know, like having something exciting. What I found cool. the most interesting part of it is that we will be able to basically go to the common rooms, you know, and we are not just talking about Gryffindor because in most cases, it's just about Gryffindor in the books, sure. in the, like, of course, in the books, we see like other common rooms, but whatever still super exciting like the way they will modelize those rooms and like to make them very um centered to those like characters you know because like every house is different so i cannot wait to see that super excited one thing that got me intrigued is that mm-hmm. at the kind of very end of the of the gameplay the character is like spelling an Avada Kedavra. I don't know if you noticed. And bro, I noticed 100%. I kind of lost it. And let me try to explain. I was like, how come? And I mean, there are plenty of reasons. So I'm just like trying to speculate and like to, to chat with you. 
How come do. a Gryffindor or Ravenclaw or whatever spell a Navada Kedavra? Does it mean that you can be chaotic bad? You know, like a very bad character, kind of like being part of the evil people in that game? Because I had this feeling and they were trying to say you can be whatever you want. Is that yeah. a possible thing in your opinion? Bro, 100%. Okay, the feeling that I had about this game uh, in this particular regard, which uh -huh. is already making me... Okay, I'm so excited. Yeah. I just can't wait to buy this game. Yeah. Um, I, I had the feeling that your choices are going to have a huge impact on what is going to happen in the storyline. Okay. So, I have the feeling... So, it, it seems like... Whatever character you create, you build, mm -hmm. uh, is going to be able to uh, use a very powerful ancient magic that very few wizards yeah, can true. access, mm -hmm. right? And that, and, and I could see a few things mm -hmm. in the in the combat mm -hmm. gameplay scenes. Yeah. There are spells there that are definitely not mm -hmm. present in the regular stories sure. that we know. You know, not in the books, not in the games. It's something different. Mm -hmm. I, I could tell, you know, and, and that per se already got me really excited because they're not only exploring everything that we already saw, like the standard spells, but apparently there are going to be lots of new things that you can do, mm -hmm. plus a lot of objects and uh, wizard artifacts that you can use, like, you know, the screaming plant mm -hmm. to basically, yeah. you know, knock down your, your enemies. I mean, that was just extraordinary. Yeah. Just, that's like just to mention one thing. But bro, going back to your uh, question, I think that's going to be the biggest thing about this game. Okay. I don't think that, I think it's going to be really difficult for for example, you and I to play this game at the same time and have the same outcome. Mm. I think it will very much depend on the choices that you make and even the skills that you choose for your character. If you're going to be like a really extraordinary potion brewer or an extraordinary spellcaster, I don't know. It, it's going to... Bro, I think this is going to be the open world part of this game. The decision-making process. So now let me start, like, let me say one thing. I really hope, and because I think that we are pretty much on the same, uh, like, same line here. Like, that's pretty much, we are pretty much expecting the same from this game. What I hope mm -hmm. is that the depth is enough. Meaning that right. I hope that it's not by just changing one little thing that you will become evil... Uh, compared mm -hmm. to another choice that will bring you there. I hope that the main storyline will span for, I don't know, like 30, 40 hours, like something very long, because I think oh, that this, awesome. yeah, I think that this game deserves to really experiment on the, let's try to become a good uh, wizard versus let's try to be an evil wizard, you know? Uh, in a way yeah. that we were not able to explore with Harry Potter games because it was always about defeating uh, Voldemort. True. And, mm -hmm. bro, I told you, I wanted to be Gryffindor and at the same time Slytherin. And let me tell you one thing, and we have to discuss this now. 
I would love to become an evil character, even if I'm at Gryffindor, uh, with Gryffindor, mm. just for one reason. That's the only way we were never able to play in a Harry Potter game. Being evil, spelling Avada Kedavras the way you'd like, you know, oh, let me kill that thing, you know, it's fine, it's a video game. Uh-huh. Just because mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna bring an interesting aspect to the story, I hope. Yeah. And so I hope that like what they are mentioning in that gameplay is not just about, oh, you know what, you will be able to spell one Avada Kedavra and it's part of the story. If that was to be the case, I think that this game is not exploiting its full potential. I think that this game, and I agree with you, if it's a semi-open world where the character will be able to basically be nourished in the in the wizarding world, ah, bro, like that's amazing. But mm-hmm. I think that at this point we have very high expectations, and I hope, very, I hope that the game is as amazing as we expect it to be. So do I, bro. I mean. Huge hopes for this game. As you said, it, it's probably the first possibility that we have to leave that extraordinary context, but however we want yes. to leave that. Yes. Um, and, and bro, I have the feeling that, you know, they, they said during the trailer that you're not going to recognize most of you know the the characters you're going to interact with just because yeah. the ones we already know weren't even born yeah. when the, 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 the actual game is happening but they did say expect to find some no faces <gasps> and the only known face that they showed during this gameplay was a ghost oh yeah the the the, mm-hmm. the, the nearly headless yeah. ghost I beheaded don't know exactly ghost yeah oh, bro. exactly yeah. that oh. that guy uh so so he was there like floating around but i did feel like um you know they they wanted to say look there will be more and we know that there are many wizards that lived a very long time sure. that we might be able to see and i was expecting or at least the feeling that i got i might be completely wrong this Mm -hmm. is pure speculation by the way but depending on the choices that you make Mm -hmm. i think you might have in the end a connection to events that we know happened in the harry potter story so let me let me give an example let's say that you decide to play as an evil character I think that maybe towards the end, you're going to find out that you're like, you know, Slytherin's grandchild. Oh. And you're probably like, you know, the grandfather of Voldemort. <laughs> oh, that would be exciting. Or, or not, you're like, like, you're very closely related to Dumbledore. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're probably going to find out the very beginning of their story. So. That's pure speculation, but it's something that I sort of got the sense of mm-hmm. because I felt like they wanted to write a brand new story, but they don't want you to forget how everything started. So maybe they're going to have a connection towards the end. That would be extremely clever because I think mm-hmm. that what they want to do with that game is to actually bring or try to 
bring the actual movies and like stories that we heard before in books or whatever movies and to 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 give them some sense you know like to give them some mystery so like that would be super clever one thing and i i don't know but like correct me if i'm wrong the only thing that i was not super excited about is that i felt like it was a lot about combat like you know combat mode and like fighting with other like goblins or wizards and I, at first, I felt like it was an RPG game, you know, uh, in the sense that we would play, let's say, The Witcher with an adventure and, like, a lot of choices to make and, like, some fighting, but, like, you do not necessarily have to fight, you know? Like, the, the fights that we have are part of the game, but I felt like it was kind of emphasized in the gameplay. I do not know if it's to show that, like, it's gonna be super exciting, that you will be able to spell casts here and there... Um, to cast spells bro I don't know what, what is your feeling like do you think that it's gonna be a fighting game somehow or more of an adventure slash RPG game excellent question bro I wonder that myself mm -hmm. and the conclusion that I got from you know watching the, the whole video again <laughs> and I might have done it three times already, <laughs> um, is that the reason why they did it, they focused mm -hmm. a whole lot on, you know, combat mm -hmm. scenes is to say, look, you know that really wonderful and very often childish Hogwarts mm. and wizarding world? Not this time. Okay. That's, I think that was the message they were trying okay. to deliver. So yes. You're going to be educated in Hogwarts. Yes, there are going to be really cute things to see and mm. wonderful creatures to explore hey. and probably pets to have. <gasps> uh, yeah, cool. but excited. I think the main message mm -hmm. was not that there will be a whole lot of combat only. I, okay. I don't think that was the main message. The message was be ready for a pretty grown up context. Okay. in that uh you know wizarding world i think that that's what they're trying to say bro i'm because as you said like there there were many combat scenes and i absolutely loved them mm -hmm. and as i told you i saw some spells i've never seen before Same. so i think it was him or her using uh this ancient magic that yeah. very few wizards can access uh-huh uh but at the same time, you see the uh, at the same time you see the room of requirement. Yeah. And you know him basically brewing potions and taking care of plants and animals. And I mean, that was the really cute side of Hogwarts again. So I think, bro, it could go either way. Yeah. But I'm expecting a much more grown-up version of the, the the game. What that that's for sure. What is interesting, in my opinion, is that they are trying to be everything to i don't know like to be everything in one game and so that could be either fantastic you know like game of the decade and that mm -hmm. can either be like the other way around like kind <laughs> of a game that is not delivering the way we would or we hoped for bro yeah. i think and like especially because i i really have to chat with you about the the room of requirements because 
I feel like it's gonna be my f one of my favorite part of the game because mm -hmm. you can like take it to the next level and meaning to your level. It's kind of having a your own house or HQ, you know, within Hogwarts in a mm -hmm. way that a lot of games are experimenting on. So for instance, one of my favorite game of all times was uh, Assassin's Creed 2. Um, okay. <laughs> that I was playing on PlayStation 2, I guess, uh, a long time ago. And you had your HQ, you know, like your big mansion where you could like store your weapons and like a lot of cool stuff, you know, trophies and so on. And I kind of missed that in like previous games, you know. Of course, you have an adventure going on, but like I always like to go back to one place in that game you know where you're storing your stuff for instance in zelda breath of the wild and you were the one mm -hmm. telling me about this house that right. you can build and bro it's so refreshing sometimes just to go back there and like look at your swords and oh i don't know like your shield like that's exciting and so i kind of feel like the the room of requirements will be that playing that role for Harry Potter, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, not Harry Potter, my bad. Um, bro, I'm I'm pumped. And knowing that you can, I don't know, having creatures, you know? Uh, oh, I don't know, bro. Like, what do you think? What do you think your house or room of requirements will be, for instance? Bro, <laughs> I think for, 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 from the atmosphere that I got uh -huh. from the game, I think the room of requirement is going to be that place in the game where you um, expand your skill tree. Oh. That's the feeling that I had. Okay. So I feel like whenever your character goes there is because he get he or she gathered enough XP, XP points okay. of some sort. Okay. And you go there and you decide what you're gonna be good at. That's part of the feeling that I got from this room just of requirement. That, just that. I <laughs> oh no! I'm about to uh, cry. But I also no, bro, no. Uh, but but I think it's more than that. I don't think that is only that because I'm pretty sure I saw a bench full of plants, yes. and I think it's something that either the the gamer is collecting or you know raising, you know. Um, so so it's definitely more, but. But I think it's going to be the spot or the place where you go to evolve your character into something, you know, more experienced. And, and bro, um, two things that I wanted to say. Yes, please. That I'm hoping for before we close this episode. First of all, uh, and that's one of Kane's questions that I was like, oh my God, that is, that would be mind-blowing. She was like, okay, <laughs> some wizards like... Um, Sirius Black yes. choose to become animals when they want and she was wondering if we could do the same and that would be mind-blowing and the second thing is I think that there will be many creatures in this game just like this branch of fantastic beasts oh, yeah, for sure. um, that I, I saw they definitely incorporated mm -hmm. and I think that you can choose a few of them as pets that will probably fight besides you. That will probably be there for you when you need them. So these are two things that I'm definitely hoping for. And the third thing that I'm just going to throw in the air, and I want to know if that makes sense to you at all. But imagine, bro, you're playing towards the end of the game. You're a pretty badass wizard. 
and you are a Gryffindor, right? Yeah. And then at this very last scene, the hat shows up and you take out the sword out of the hat. And me, a Ravenclaw, completely different strategy because, you know, I don't belong to that house. So I think that's going to be a possibility. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what is fantastic with that game. They are creating something from a universe we both adore and we are not the only ones on that planet that loves the Harry <laughs> Potter world and what I like the most is that they are trying to build something new and I very much respect that I hope they will be able to deliver I think that mm -hmm. pretty much everything we said today could apply to this game which is super exciting yeah. um, again I hope it's not a God of War like uh, combat game which is super exciting because adventure like great amazing storyline what i kind of wish for and cheer i'm cheering for is more of a game where you can build your adventure at your mm -hmm. pace you know if you want to mm -hmm. brew potions for like two hours because that's what your mood is that day you can do it <laughs> uh mm -hmm. i'm kind of like cheering for a breath of the wild like harry potter game in a good way, meaning that you are free to do whatever, you know. Right. Of course, you're a student, so you will probably have to take potion course and like this kind of class and so on. But I hope that it allows you, for instance, to check your or like to choose your schedule or, you know, like stuff around those lines, not like having something mm -hmm. too strict where if I want to play tomorrow, I do know that it's not going to be about potion class and that I could potentially I skip that and come back to it later. I, I don't know how they would build upon this kind of like schematic, you know, like something very custom. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm cheering for this kind of game where you will have the liberty of like experimenting because that's what we are kind of waiting for. Uh, and I love that 100%. you're a Ravenclaw guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yes, I, I am, bro. I know, and I would love to be part of Slytherin just for a simple reason. I want something new. I think that, mm -hmm. like, if someone wants to be a Gryffindor all over again and, like, try to experiment on this, that's great. But we had this as part of so many games. Of course, it was Harry Potter, and it may be very different this time, but I feel like I want another... Uh, experiment somehow one last question that i have for you just one last mm. one last because i do not remember from the gameplay is yes, is quidditch involved because i i i saw a broomstick at some point you <laughs> flying from one right. zone to another but like exactly. is quidditch part of that game bro there aren't any specific scenes that I can remember of. <laughs> but there's definitely the flying part, like 100%. And it feels like flying on a broomstick is one option, mm -hmm. but another option is to just have a hippogriff. And and I think I definitely caught that. And Fantastic. I think the hippogriff could be yours yes. to fly around. It's gonna be mine. Um, it's gonna be mine. Totally, <laughs> totally. Um, but bro, I would be astonished if there wasn't at least one 
game for us to play. I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like the the idea, especially like the, the reason why you start as a fifth year, mm -hmm. of course, they, they will tell the whole story as why you started so late. Mm -hmm. And I think like my theory is that someone was trying to keep you away from getting your education because they know you have a special gift. <sighs> That's what I'm wondering yes. or speculating. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the reason why you start as a fifth year is because they want this game to be pretty serious For sure. and intense. Mm -hmm. And that would be very difficult if you started as an 11-year-old mm -hmm. child. For sure. So they even gave that speed-up pace mm -hmm. so that you don't have to go through a whole lot of things that we have seen over and over. So mm -hmm. maybe that's why they didn't focus so much on sports in general. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there will be uh, at least one game for us to play. And let me put it that way. If Quidditch was not part of the game, I think it's also fine too. If they spend the time to make the other parts better. Because I do yeah. think that a Quidditch game could be a game by itself, you know? Like true. A, a true. true game, Harry Potter, Quidditch, whatever, or like you're yeah. playing to become the world champion or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, if Quidditch is not part of the game, they will have a good explanation for it. Either like it was right. not invented or not implemented at Hogwarts at the time, whatever. But what I like right. is that if they do not implement it, I think it's a very smart move, especially if they give a good reason for it just because they know that implementing new graphics for like flying or this or that is probably too complicated you know to make the right. the experiment good you know like the experience mm -hmm. good bro i'm pumped i'm i i'm gonna buy it f day f day one i'm gonna buy it day one oh, absolutely it's it's one of those games that you like you don't want to wait for a review you don't want to no hear from another person mm -hmm. you just buy it and you test it for yourself and i so bro i'm there with you 100 and it's going to be out for all the platforms so both you and i can enjoy it to the fullest which is fantastic because again we do not we do not expect the best graphics you know and that's not what i'm no. expecting from that game i'm expecting a gameplay that would be extraordinary um I don't get and I don't care too much if it's 4K. I don't care too much about the textures. Like I was seeing online like that some people were like, "Oh, the grass is not moving the way it should." I fucking don't care, okay? Like I didn't mm -hmm. want to say the F word, but like it's there. I fucking don't care. If the grass mm -hmm. is not behaving the way it should, if the story is compelling, fuck you. I don't care about the grass. Exactly. You know? It's okay. Grass Bro, is there. I, I mean, the one question I ask is what about Zelda? That's all I, I, I need to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Th that's all I need to say. I'm not going to say another word. <laughs> what about Zelda? Breath of the Wild. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and let, let me say one thing. I think I will take a day off. The day this game will be released. Just yeah. because. Yeah, like, I fucking don't care. It's the same. I The last time I was that excited for a game was when you introduced me to Zelda Breath of the Wild. You explained mm -hmm. it to me. I bought a Nintendo Switch to play Breath of the Wild and I was blown away. I think, mm -hmm. and it means a lot. L let, me, let me say one thing. Did not buy Horizon 2 
or Forbidden West on day one. Why? I don't have time. Not not this not these days. I don't have time. <laughs> Did not buy and probably will. Oh, I will probably do. Uh, probably will buy uh, Breath of the Wild two day one. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Did not buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla day one because uh-huh. same. Didn't have the time. But guess what? I'm taking a fucking day off for Harry Potter or Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yeah, bro. Bro. Yes, bro, absolutely. And you did the same for uh, Breath of the Wild. You took a day off to to yes. light your switch and, uh, bro, like, I don't know. That's insane. Insane. Exactly, bro. I mean, it's it's definitely, or it definitely sounds like a de- deserving game for that. Very uh, rarely you and I give ourselves the, that chance, you know, to just enjoy a game and say, you know what, I don't, this time I don't want to wait until the end of the day to be able to play. <laughs> so I think that's going to be one of these games, bro. Yeah, and same. I'm super excited. I can't wait to hear more about the game as they progress. Mm-hmm. I mean, the release date is for, they say holidays 2022. So I'm guessing close to Thanksgiving. You know, so there's quite some time, and no. I know that they're taking they're taking no. their time to develop the game. They've been working on this for a while, and yes, bro. Okay, as long as it's polished, if they want to take, and I'm gonna be honest here, if they say that they are not ready for holidays 2022 and they want to move it to Q1 2023, not against mm-hmm. it, guys. Not against no. it. Please no. give us the experience that we we are expecting. That's the yeah. only thing we are asking for because I'm not excited about Pokemon games anymore these days because they are doing a crappy job just reusing the same name all over again. And I think that BOTW is kind of exciting because you can quote-unquote fly, but at the same time, if they are building up on the same region and whatever, I don't know if I'm super excited. Of course I'm going to buy mm-hmm. the game. But bro, this mm-hmm. one is fresh. This one is exciting. I cannot wait. Yeah, cannot wait. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're go- we, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're gonna be talking a lot about this game. I have goosebumps. Uh, I have goosebumps right now. Like, uh, so do I, bro. And I mean, I loved that in this episode we were able to, you know, <laughs> uh, go back to talking about video games and For about sure. your new console, bro. Sure. I, I had a great time. Yes. Um, I I still don't know what's going to be the topic for, for our next episode, but I l- simply loved yeah. uh, this one. Oh, this episode for was sure. great. Yeah. And I'm going to play right now my Series X, so I, I love it too. We are super. Yes, bro. We are super busy. That's that's so true. But sometimes we have to get back to our roots, and our roots are with video games, uh, and that's in our game, like Game Bros. And of course, mm-hmm. we'll always have a place in our hearts to discuss video games here and there, when the games deserve it. And we do think we both think that Hogwarts Legacy deserve our time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> oh, bro. This was awesome. <laughs> this was awesome. Thank you so much for this discussion. Thank you so much for sharing with us your impressions on your Xbox. <laughs> I think we can continue to build on that. Oh, for so sure. whenever you have something new that you want to share, mm-hmm. um, I would love to know. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do the same with my PS5. You should. 
You should. And bro, can't wait for our next episode. I can't wait either. And bro, please buy Horizon Forbidden West because at some point in the, I don't know, coming weeks, if not months, we'll have to discuss that game because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to buy it on my PS4, even if it's like spinning like an engine from a jet, whatever. I think it's going to take off one day. Uh, that's, mm -hmm. that's insane. No, like, that's insane. Like, I should record, like, both consoles side by side. Like, one is taking oh, off, but, like, s staying on the ground, and you're like, dude, like, you're spinning like crazy. You should take off now. <laughs> Bro, may maybe they try to make a drone out of PS4. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Guys, it was amazing. Thank you so much. Um, and, yeah, we we'll see what our next episode will be about. But I'm super excited in advance. Thank you, bro. So am I, bro. Thank you, everyone. Bro, love you so much. <laughs> see you next time. Until next time. See you guys. Bye.